Hello and welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. I'm Cathy Love. I started life as an OT, had a, an amazing, crazy private practice which I sold. And what I do now is help allied health business owners create a business that serves them, the time, the money, the joy that they absolutely deserve. And this is where my idea for the podcast started. What I want to do is to capture how hard allied health business owners in Australia work to achieve their dreams, to support their teams, to create amazing outcomes for their clients. So sit back, beverage of joys, drive safely, walk carefully, however you're listening in, and I hope you absolutely enjoy Oh, got a mighty fine guest lined up in front of me uh, for you today, listeners. Welcome, Jenny Gribben. Hi, Kathy. Thank you for having me. Oh, we've been trying to get you in for a while, Crocodile, because I love your business story and I love what you do. So uh, it's good. Thank it's going to be good. It's going to be yeah. good. Yeah. Jenny is an occupational therapist and is the founding director of Driving Well, a uh, high impact business up in Brisbane area. That's right, I am. Do you ever introduce yourself as the director of? I usually introduce myself as um, that I've got my own small business. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I do um, take quite pride in being a business owner. So I like to, you know, I do try and say that I am a business owner. Yeah, I um. I have a bit of a giggle sometimes if I leave someone a voice message and I I know who they are and I know that they're the director of a team of 50 and a, you know, a, a really cool uh, allied health business. And it'll just be, you know, I'm an OT and at such and such. I'm going, oh, my goodness, this is so interesting. And email signatures is the other giveaway as well. Mm. Yeah, my email signature, I've got um, director slash OT driver assessor and then yeah. driving well, occupational therapy. My- I might have to check your voicemail because we all change our voicemail about once every two years. I'm so terrible at changing my voicemail. <laughs> I always change my voicemail pretty much as the plane's taxiing down the runway because yeah. <laughs> I might be going somewhere and unavailable for a while. So we also need to add that you're an award-winning business owner, but we'll get to that in a minute with some recent very exciting news. So first of all, I don't know if I've asked you this, but why did you select driving as your passion project? Because it scares the life out of me. Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of OTs say that to me, that they'd never do that as a practice area. Um, I, I honestly, there's no real rhyme or reason. Um, I just really, you know, when I became an OT, um, I found out about driving quite early on and it it just grabbed me Um I think because of the difference that it can, you know, OTs, we make a difference in all sorts of, you know, areas of people's lives, but in driving, you know, it can have such a profound, you know, impact, um, positive and negative, but, you know, such a profound difference that we can make in people's lives. Um, And I guess it's drawing from some of my own um, family experiences and growing up, like I'd seen my, uh, my Nana who's passed away now, you know, that she was sort of facing you know, the family's dilemma of being concerned about her driving and they were wanting her to stop driving. And, you know, I was, you know, near, near, near 
um, year graduate and thinking, oh, well, she should have a chance to have an assessment for someone to actually look at her being able to drive. Mm. So, you know, that was really important for me that, you know, that people have the opportunity and have the right to be assessed and have actually someone thoroughly look at their their ability to drive. And then in my early um, my early career, I was in community health settings, and then I landed my way in um, actually working for WorkCover in Queensland, and I was managing serious injury um, customers, and um, in terms of their their case management, and sometimes that included um, identifying the need to driving or for a vehicle. So I was exposed that way, mm. um, and you know, and I had a client. Um, in a return to work setting that he had a hand injury and I thought, well, just, you know, he can have a spin and knob and get back to driving. Like it would just make such a big difference um, in, in his, you know, normality and day-to-day function. And you talk to most people that have been through some kind of um, disability or injury and, you know, their goals are to get out of hospital, to get back home, to get back to work and get back to driving. Yeah. 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 So, oh, yeah, I salute you. I salute you. It's such a um, super, super specialised field. So you've kind of got a range of clinical work in paid employment. And then there was this mighty fine day when you decided <laughs> to start your own business. Can yeah. you can you remember that that moment? Oh, I don't think there was a, a moment. It was probably, you know, a, a little idea that was percolating for quite mm. some time. I think... I've always had kind of a bit of a, a mindset where, you know, I wanted some flexibility and choice around what I wanted to be able to do. Um, but um, as as many other, um, you know, small business um, owners and owners, How did that go? <laughs> um, you know, I was on maternity leave. And um, when I was planning my return to work after maternity leave, I just really thought it was driving that I wanted to do as my clinical area. Um, and the only way, so I'd already had done the training and I'd been running a community health clinic for a little while. And then, um, and then everyone had to go back to the substantives and then the babies came and, you know, to be able to get back into driving, the only option I had to do was to do it myself and run my own business. So, so I, yeah, whilst, whilst my daughter was a, a, a baby, I was, you know, I did some training and, you know, how do you start a small business? And, um, you know, yeah, took, just just took some time to work through those steps. And so I went back to my normal job at the hospital um, in Queensland Health and and then sort of on the side had, you know, was setting everything up and and then started um, just very much as a little side hustle. You had two um, babies, a real yeah. one and a business baby. It happens um, all the time. So many listeners will resonate with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my, the business is my third baby, yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So the kids are in primary school now. And um, yeah, so that all happened um, end of 2016, start of 2017. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And what were those early days in business like for you? Oh, it was a little bit of, you know, um, I I had an accountant friend that kind of helped help me a little bit and I had done some training. So it wasn't that was I was completely completely blind but yeah it's like like um you know in in the dark kind of feeling my way through what I had to mm. do and I um <laughs> learning all the things and making the mistakes and making improvements along the way and um what was really important to me was about um developing relationships with 
um, sort of key stakeholders out in the community yep. and, and then learning as much as I could because, um, um, you know, from a clinical perspective and just learning whatever I could and, and any, you know, asking, asking, reaching out and asking questions and getting the support that I need mm. was really important. Mm. Um, and, my, you know, I guess my initial goal was to just to start, um, you know, one or two assessments a, a fortnight was my initial goal and that just grew quickly, mm. very, very quickly. Um, so, you know, I, I, um, um, I think I'd become engaged with um, NACA Consulting at that stage to, you know, to see what I could do to um, what I needed to do to grow in the right way and then got bookkeeping involved and I dropped days with, you know, Queensland Health and then dropped again and resigned altogether and then got my practice manager on board and then um, and then into some clinical team as well. Yeah. I continue to admire the way you invest in your business and invest mm. in your knowledge. It's mm. been a, a real key feature for the time that we've known each other. Why do you why do you think that is so important? Um uh, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, from a clinical point of view and from a business point of view, and until you mm. sort of take some time to reflect on that and, and talk about those experiences, that's when, you know, you can't. You can't improve or, or or grow in any particular area until you've someone you know, you've had someone, yeah you've mm. had someone uncover that little part and go okay well have you thought about this or you could do it this way or what was the challenge there and what if you uh, don't <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 I recall a really key um, action that you took and that was bringing in some customer service support and essentially yeah. getting a practice manager type person. That, from my observation, was a bit of a game changer. I'd love to hear your, your processing around that. Yeah, it, it's um, so I had completely gone full-time in the business and uh, I was spending, you know, maybe you know, at least 10 to 15 hours on admin in terms of intake and um, voicing. And, in, and yeah. Yeah. Even just booking booking appointments because in in driving it's it's you know it's not just booking a, you know um, it's not like booking an appointment at the GP or the physio where you can just go click or you know two second phone call it's it's really quite involved because you've got to explain the process and they've got to get mm. a series of forms from the doctor etc. So um, yeah, I made the decision to bring on a, um, a, a practice admin initially and. Um, I just went through an app, you know, to re- recruitment, just advertised through Seek to do that and um, had a bit of a pool of of applicants and, yeah, I, I landed the jackpot with my... You did. Manager. You got the unicorn. I did. So Zita's um, still with me three years later and so mm. she's part-time um, and she's remote. So, we're yeah, we're a mobile business so we're all remote. We don't have any... Um, bricks and mortar as you say um at this stage and that's that's mostly working for us um um yeah so she takes care of all of the um front of house yeah customer service amazing yeah and what did that do for your I guess your business mindset like what what difference does it make to your week and your ability to get other things done uh, the mindset is the you know the, the the cost of the time of those 
tasks that I was doing, spending my time on that versus my time on actually doing the, you know, the billable work or or doing things to, you know, the service improvement things that Mm. could continue to improve my business or, um, and look at other um, other opportunities as well that weren't just you know one to one customer related. Um, yeah, without without that that support. So she she does um, she's twenty four hours a week now, and she's busy. Um, and there's there's a whole bunch of things that I still do administratively um, because of the yeah the amount of time that it takes yeah. to do that customer facing. So yeah, it's the um, and. The, the mindset is um um yeah the the value of the of my time and also yeah. the start as you um mean to proceed yeah. yeah so often uh when business owners are sort of solopreneurs or got small teams and they just habituate to doing all of the customer service stuff and mm-hmm. there's some thinking that quicker to do it myself I don't have time to find anyone I don't have time to train anyone what systems we don't have systems yet so we can't possibly um, employ someone and on and on it goes and I remember being in that position a gazillion years ago but once you make the decision and you put your foot down these sort of unicorns come in and this is their happy place mm. is to sort stuff out, to take stuff off the business owner's plates, to start to document and systemize the business, to check in with that person, to explore that software. This is what they're on the planet for. Um, and so often, I'm not saying you had to do this, but I know a lot of business owners kind of have to get out of their own way and Absolutely. just make the call and yeah. get the ad and take yeah. it from there. doesn't mean you have to appoint anyone. Just get it started. Just start. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree, Kathy. Yeah. yeah. So you've also built your team up over over the yeah. while and you've had people come and go. And mm. some, I think every business owner learns a lot from their teams. What have been some of the the best learnings that you've taken from from team, building, building team? I really had to think about um I, I knew I, I needed team. I knew I, I, want, I wanted to, I had more clients than I could um, service myself and I, I wanted to continue to be able to to build that, um, my you know, our, our business's ability to service the client demand. So to be able to do that, I needed team. Um, and I guess at the start I, you know, yeah, it was very nerve-wracking, absolutely mm. nerve-wracking. You know, what am I going to get? Who's out there? Who's going to be interested? How does all of the HR and everything work? What if there's not enough work that comes in? What so if? All of those what questions, if? yeah. And, I, yeah, I really just had to start and, you know, sort of, um, <laughs> yes, see see what the, you know, the opportunities and options and who would want to work with me. Um, so I... I um, also, I, who you want to work with? Yeah, absolutely. I was just yeah. going to say that. Yeah. Um, so that's um, I. I had um, a casual OT to start off with, and and she's she's still floating around, and she's um, she helps out whenever need, and she's been wonderful. Um, and you know, I've, I've had a, I've had a few different um, um, employment. Um, setups I guess yeah, so yeah. I, I dabbled with the contractor um option and um unfortunately that didn't work out as well as I would have hoped for me um some differences of how 
we wanted to work and um, so we had to move on from that that relationship and I just yeah I learned what I learned from that was that I really was looking for people that um, that wanted to learn from me and that I could work with and that was more important um, potentially than you know clinical experience so um, you know that relationship was um, just really important so yeah I I've um that was really difficult to work through and that was you know at the start of you know early stages of the pandemic as well uh, we weren't under enough stress um and so yeah picked myself up from that little hurdle and um um yeah I just I just had to um get brave and get some courage and you know and a lot of that came from reaching out to um you know the mastermind group and, and coaching and the support from my my husband and um, my, you know, my my team and other people around me to 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 have that courage sprinkled on me and and <laughs> um, and uh, for, you know give you know look at that opportunity again. So um, I I did um, I've got two part time driving OTs with me um, at the moment and they're going along really really well and we're just really um, they're going along clinically very you know quite well but it's just we've got a really lovely team team culture and that's mm. been something that um for me has been really important like as a as a you know as a boss as an employer um that that's been really important to me to have um a supportive team environment where everyone feels mm. heard and valued and, and recognized and supported um and that we look after each other yeah yeah, yeah. uh You've sort of described business uh, as being a bit of a roller coaster and ups and downs, and you've alluded to team and learnings there, and you just touched on the the pandemic pandemic word. Um, word. What have been your highest highs in the last couple of years? Oh, the highest highs. Oh, I think I think just some of the client outcomes that we've been able to get are pretty incredible. Um, so, you know, we've had some clients that have had catastrophic injury and it's been, you know, they've often been a few years down the track after their, their rehab and things, but, um, you know, often they're wheelchair users and, um, you know, but to be able to help them get back to driving with, you know, really quite advanced high-level mods in terms of, you know, self-driving from wheelchairs, things like that, um, we, we, um we always do a, a handover assessment with with those with all of our mod, modifications clients, but you know the handover with that client with um, you know it's a huge team collaboration. Mm. You can modify the driving instructor, client, their family, mm. support coordinators often often involved as well, and um, yeah, to get them driving out mm. with their their car, it's just yeah. Oh, yeah. You tear up That's, on that stuff. Oh, we do. We all get so teary. At least I do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that that's our you know um, on our website we've got our, our our why gallery. So you know that's those those are the things that um, keep us going. I think those 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 moments mm. there is why we're in it, and when we've got when we have you know we get we have some um, we can't please everyone. You know, some people you know we yep. you know. Timing. It's just not going to work. Difficult um, customers sometimes, or you know, you know, little little argy bargies here and there. But um, you know, if we just remember those whys, um, 
Mm. Those are what keep us going. Yeah, yeah. I love that you've got your got them on your website. I'm going to go and have mm-hmm. a look after this. Mm-hmm. The why stories, very very cool. Where have some of the lows been? The lows they've been in. Again, I think common for a lot of um, business owners, and in, in particularly in allied health, it's been um, around. Um, all of the things and having all of the things <laughs> to juggle as a business owner and a mum and um, mm-hmm. having, you know, so many competing demands um, and, and you know, so, you know the stress and the overwhelm that can come along with that. Um, so, yeah, last year in particular I um, I really struggled, had a period of struggle with um um just yeah having having taking on too much sort of at 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 once and um and uh um some bit of a traumatic situation with one of the clients that I had where um that actually really affected me Mm. so I really and that you know and that and realizing what was going on took a little bit of um you know work reflection and and, personal work quite so much work so Mm. much personal work um, to figure that out and, and get through that. And um, so, um, yeah, I really just needed a lot of a lot of support and had to, you know, let myself, you know, give myself permission to get that support. Yeah. Um, and I've learned, you know, and that includes, you know, coaching and um, a psychologist and my husband and um, my, you know, my, my, my family and my, um, some really good friends, mm. close friends and, and friends that are in business as well that, you know, that, that get it um but yeah and then some days you know I just you know have those moments where I just that's it I want to throw in the towel but I think um you know I think about the um you know the the journey and what I've achieved and and what I want to keep achieving um, how I want to keep helping people. Mm. I think that's what really keeps yeah. me going. And and then you know there are the perks that come along with being a business owner that I wouldn't get um, being anywhere else. So being in being in a job, I just I don't think I could be in a job. Um, yeah, I'm unemployable. Yeah. I've been unemployable for many decades yeah. now. Yeah. You're a bit like that. I, well, I think yeah, I think so I, at the moment anyway. And um, you know, and what I particularly what I saw in, um, you know, hospital environment is you, you've got to be at work at this time and you can't leave until this time. And wearing I, shoes. <laughs> if, if wearing shoes. I've got, I'm wearing slippers right now, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, if the kids had something special on at school, you couldn't go. So, yeah, I just didn't want to miss out on those opportunities as well with my family. And, you know, <laughs> we talk about work-life balance and, you know, it's something that's, that's um, you know, being being a business owner is it's it's tricky to to achieve achieve that and it sort of comes swings and roundabouts around what that looks like but at least I've got the choice yep yep um, yep so and I've got the choice as well in how my career is you know progressing and the choice in what I do and what kind of type of clients I I see and you know if I've got a client that you know, you have a screening process, right? And if a client gets angry at your service agreement, then you're probably not going to want to work with yeah. that client. So, um, so I've I've got that, you know, that autonomy over that as you know, yeah, it's definitely the the good part yeah. of being a business owner. Absolutely. 
In the allied health business world, it's harder than you think to stay on top of everything you need to do to run a business whilst being fully present for your team and clients. If you struggle with this, you're not alone. Pretty much everybody feels this way. Some days you feel like you're crossing a decent task off just to be reminded that you then have three new tasks to take at their place. The to-do list feels like it never ends. It can be overwhelming doing it all on your own and that is why we took it upon ourselves to reach out to help you out. We have created our monthly masterclasses so that you can join and connect with others, learn bite-sized business skills, and best of all, walk away from our masterclass with tasks ticked off your list. We can guarantee that each session will provide you with at the very least five gems that you can take and put into action right there and then. And trust us, as soon as you hop off our short and sweet session, you will want to take immediate action because that is the effect that Kathy Love and these masterclasses have. Each masterclass tackles a topic that has been niggling in the back of your mind and has moved further and further down your list. However, the sooner you nip this in the bud, the sooner you will free up your time and see the results in your business. Ready to nip your business woes in the bud and start taking practical action to maximize your results this year? Join one of our monthly masterclasses today. Acknowledging you for the personal work um, that I know that you've put in, but you've also very invested very um, smartly in a self-care plan mm. and you now have regular activities that support mm. your personal energy. What would you like to kind of speak to on that topic? Uh, I don't, the self-care plan is, ideally it would be written down, but it's mostly in my in my head and part of my sort of weekly routine. It exists, routine. It it exists. exists. yeah. I like that. Thank you. Um, I, I love listening to podcasts um, and books. Um, so I've got Audible, so I got some great, you know, work through great mm. books and, well, I do a lot, I spend a lot of time on the road. So yeah. um, I'm able to take advantage of that when I'm driving that I'll listen to um, Brené Brown is my, my favourite author and, Listening to Glennon Doyle at the moment. Oh, life changing. You want a bit of that DNA, don't you? Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, highly recommend those. Um, you know, and I I do touch base with um, my psychologist um, every so often, and she's got a great podcast too. Um, what else? I I've um, I'd always sort of been. I'd always done gym work, but I ended up injuring myself and then re-injuring myself and re-injuring myself. So I I found a wonderful um, Pilates studio. So mm. I do reformer and um, mat-based Pilates. And then and they've got um, yoga, obviously, you know, as well at their studio. I really sort of discovered that at the start of this year and just found that um, just been finding that I've been um, starting to learn um how to do a bit of more mindfulness work and, and meditation work and mm. that that rest is just critical. I think we fall into the trap easily of, oh, I've got all the things to do and, yeah. you know, I get I have all of these to-do lists and I just, you know, I see that list and go, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get all of that done? And that causes that overwhelm and, like, you can't just, you can't function like that. Like, you just need to mm. just stop rest slow down just rest. rest take time out yeah so um um and then and use use different tools like um one of the other big tools that really helped me through that that you know that real trauma experience that I had last year was the um self-compassion meditations mm-hmm. so um Dr Kristen Neff she's got a great book as well um so that that's something that really was sort of helps and and then sometimes I'll I'll just I'll pop um I love musicals, Kathy. So I don't oh, know if you knew that. that. Yeah, I did not. yeah, I love it. 
I love musical theatre, so sometimes I'll just YouTube, I'll pop on um, Wicked or Phantom yep. of the Opera or, or yep. um, I went to see, actually at a local production of Mamma Mia that I went to see on the weekend, so I was listening to the Mamma Mia soundtrack. Yeah. Would you ever go on stage and, and participate in the real event? Oh, <laughs> my Kathy, my dream job Um I'm at, I've, I've got a background in being a percussionist, actually. Another thing that I think you knew. I'm learning. Keep going, in, just keep talking. Orchestra for um, for many years. Um, yeah, I, you know, if I if I'd had more talent, um, my my dream job talent. would have been to play in the orchestra pit at at QPAC or yeah. Never say never. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. My um experience of self-care plans is that I figured out that I need different tools at different times Mm. and sometimes when I found myself kind of veering off the self-care track it was only to realize that the tools weren't right and I needed to release Mm. that and bring in breath work or I needed to release that and bring that into diet or I needed to change the start date of my start time of my day and whatever and Mm. I think a lot of people, well, my fails in the early days, my learnings in the early days was mm-hmm. having quite a rigid self-care yeah. regime. And while I was committed to it, it didn't have enough flexibility for my right. changing energetic Almost situation. like a job in itself. Yeah. 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 It doesn't and include think- musical theatre, though, so <laughs> I will put that into my toolbox for consideration. I could happily join you at, uh, with a bit of a sing-through Phantom of the Opera. So. Mm-hmm. I think um, I've I've tried the other other really great, great book that I know you love as well is um, James Clear, Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. I had to remember the name. It's it's just on my bookshelf up there. Um, And in, you know, I it's a great audio book. You've just got to, I had to slow it down (laughs) the speed of it. (laughs) The. I think yeah, it's it's hard. It, you know, we, we I think we know, like we're very good at knowing what the, the right thing, mm-hmm. you know, the right things and better commas um, to do to look after ourselves are. It's just that matter of doing it regularly, and then it's very easy to fall out of those good habits and for the bad habits to creep in. So, I was finding, you know, a, a month or two ago, I was finding that some of the bad habits were creeping in again. That I was, you know, doing too much work or was staying up too late, you know, things like that, and that the balance was getting out and I had to kind of yep. check in with my psychologist yep. and she, she just said to me, it's a bit out of balance. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you have to swap out? What do you have to swap in? Yeah. 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 Keep it keep it dynamic and changing. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So you've let us in on some of the highlights of business and some of the lower lights. One of the highlights that I happen to know about and that you're excited about is the Australian Disability Services Awards. What can you tell us about uh, about this and your involvement therewith? Well, it's it is very very exciting. Um, we have been selected as a finalist for best assistive technology product in the upcoming Australian Disability Services Awards, um, and that is for work that we've collaborated on with a um, an OT from America, Dr. Miriam Monaghan, in. Um, bringing the Drive Focus app to Australia. So, yeah, it's extremely exciting. Um, And we actually were also the winners of um, the best best technology 
the technology category in the Australian Road Safety Foundation Awards for the app um, and the work that we've done to bring that here um, last year in 2021. So I was actually able to go down to Parliament House in June and um, be presented with that that award. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing um, COVID silver lining, Cathy. We love a silver lining from COVID. Yeah, and yeah. when you think about the driving um, services you provide, you know, it was just you just had red light, green light, red light, green light, literally whether you could do your work or not, you know, across yeah. the best part of two years. But yeah. you didn't you didn't waste your time. Yeah. That's really right. that entrepreneurial bit, it had a it had a few uh dints and bruises, but you got on with other stuff. Yeah, basically, you know, so we, we've got um, driving is quite a niche area and it's, you know, within, within OT, but it's got a lot of breadth in itself where we've got our older clients, our um, physical disability clients, and then we've got our learner clients um, that are, you know, might have a psychosocial impairment like being on the spectrum. So we didn't really, as, as a, you know, OT driver, as a population, we didn't have a great approach in what we were doing with those clients. And I just thought, there had to be a better way of doing it, um, of doing the assessment and, and doing training interventions with with them to help them, um, you know, to optimise their chance, you know, chances of working towards their goal. And so, yeah, when we pandemic hit and we and we couldn't do driving assessments because we couldn't, you know, we couldn't achieve um, the social distancing in in a car yeah. environment. Um, so we were shut up. You know, we had to shut up shop um, for those parts of the of our of our business um, which was incredibly difficult but I, I took that time to kind of look into that area and what you know what was what more we could do what other um, approaches and interventions were available and I found quickly found um, Dr Mary Monaghan um, and her um, not-for-profit um, organization she's based over in California at the moment and I, I emailed her and she emailed me back within 24 hours and then we were on a Zoom and it was just was like... It, it escalated quickly. of this amazing and she's just been, she's so skilled and so generous that um, she said that they've done, um, she had this training workshop that she's delivered over there um, to help, you know, hundreds of driving trained OTs across the country and um, we quickly developed a relationship to bring, bring that training here. So we... We you know, I, I was posted and she was the um, presenter um, and we've run that training for driving OTs for, I think, at least five times now over the last three years. Um, and we've done webinars to generalist OTs and like allied health assistants and support coordinators as well on looking at readiness for driving. Um, so it's been, it's been a game changer and everyone that's done the training has just been, has just marvelled at at how much better we're able to work out those challenges and strengths and work out a plan for those those young people. Um, and a huge part of that um, is the Drive Focus app. Um, so that's the, you know, the assistive technology product that's that we've um, put forward in these um, these awards. And yeah, just really honored and grateful that that, that work has been recognized. Um, so the app basically um, it's a tablet-based app, so it's only available on um, an iPad or an Android tablet device, um, and it works off the information processing cycle. Where um, so the challenges that we often see with any sort of cognitive disability with driving is that they look but don't see. 
So they know to physically scan their head, but they don't know what they're looking for and then don't see and then or take or, or too slow to to um to to recognize they've got to pay attention to that and too slow to process what to do with that. So the app is um videos of real life um um driving um where they've got to tap on the critical items. So we teach them what are critical, critical things to pay attention to. So you know, traffic light stop signs, mm-hmm. race. Um, and they've got to tap tap on that. Um, and there's there's a um, the the um, the way the app is set up um, is yes, it's an American app, but we've collaborated to Australianize it. So you know, in America, they drive on the other side of the road. Relevant, <laughs> relevant, especially for our um, our autism um, learners. Yes. More literal, very literal. Yeah. So we recognise that straight away. Like to bring the app over here, we had to Australianise it. So um, yeah, we went through that process where I actually took footage. I had a GoPro on top of my car, and I I took collected footage of me driving around around Brisbane, and and then um, Miriam and her team. Um, took um, took sections of that and and you know set it up in the app. But when you the way the app is set up, so when you buy the app, which is only about which is twenty dollars Australian, um, and there's no ongoing fees, no membership or anything like that. Um, you buy the app and you get all of the the cities that are available in the app. So they've got about seven or eight American and Canadian cities plus Brisbane, and then on the Android version is also Melbourne. Um, available yeah so Melbourne was the addition this year um and we collaborated with um wonderful OT driver says a friend of mine Megan Coulter based in Melbourne that she did the driving for that um those those drives and so within each city there are seven um short drives that go for about three to four minutes long and they level up so there's Mm. there's that um um increasing level of complexity and then it's gamified as well so the the user um, when they're working through the app they get points and you know they can try and beat their own score so the app is um, and there's evidence behind the app as well that's all the, always the, the questions for the OTs are you know is it Australianized and is there evidence behind it and there is so uh, the pilot study they did um, in America where they took experienced drivers and put them through a driving simulator. Um, and looked at their number of non-critical errors that they had. Then they did six hour, six one-hour training sessions of the app back in the simulator and had statistically fewer errors. So huge, huge, huge. Yeah. huge. Strong, and, strong. And they're doing more research. They're collecting mm. research at the moment um, in different populations over there. Yeah. So yeah, it's just um, such a great tool um, that's that's useful for anyone that's looking at driving not just you know your autism it's for you know brain injuries Mm -hmm. um, stroke um, older people in general Um, and I've been using it for my physical disability ones that um, clients as well that don't have access to modifications and it's going to take them longer so they can be learning it's actually a tool to be learning the um, those aspects of driving without being in the car yeah yeah. My business brain loves uh, loves the bubble that's going on with this because you've got your driver evaluations and reporting and you've partnered with a, um, an expert, albeit overseas, and bringing the expertise here. Mm. Um, you know, you've got the app that you're part of. You've mentioned webinars, other mm. online resources. Mm. How does this all bundle in to your business brain and you know, where's it all going to go in the next kind of six, 12 months? 
I think what I really, you know, I, I didn't I didn't know, um, you know, two years ago I didn't know that I'd be, you know, in two years' time that I'd be a finalist for, you know, Australian award in a technology product. Like, but you did know you wanted to be doing things differently. I did know I wanted to be doing yeah. things differently. That's right. I wanted. To, I knew that there was, um, you know, gaps in the current service, and I knew that there were. Um, you know potentially other other things that would help the clients that I was working with and I wanted to find those and wanted to work out how to deliver those and I also wanted based to on out. I want to interrupt based on your remarkable intellectual property yeah 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 and and I also yeah and I also wanted to to work out um how can I scale that intellectual yeah. property how can I yep. scale that across my team and across um other driving OTs and how, you know, from a business perspective, how can I scale that profitability? Mm, that's weak. Revenue. How yeah. can I? How can I? How can I increase? Kathy, oh, cash cash flow is cash flow. Cash flow. Cash flow is is um. Oh, one day I'll always get a thing. Hey? It's but, always a thing. You're going to be looking uh, at that. Oh, but I, I, you know, if if I. Can have if there's a gap in in the in the service gap in the market where I've got the knowledge that I'm able to share that with clients directly with other OTs um, families that are, that need this knowledge then how then how can I do that that will also help with my business goals in terms of mm. sustainability and and profit and so the workshops are a part of that and the workshops to, you know to other driving OTs um, as part of that where they're learning this content and they're getting access to these resources to to help them deliver a better service to their clients. Um, the app the app is more a collaboration where it's yeah. just everyone just needs it, like just get it, and I will tell everyone about the app. Um, and then we we've got some webinars, um, uh, like an online short online course in development for um, generalist OTs and um, clients and, you know, and parents um, looking at readiness for driving in their, their young people. So that's something that we're working on in the background at the moment. Um, but what we also have available already live on our, our website is, um, is, a, is a short online course for our older drivers. So that's what that looks like is um, just a short webinar series. It goes for about, it's about two and a half hours of content um, where they, um, that's targeted at, at our old, you know older drivers um, and their families who who might need to be a, um, undergo a driving assessment, and it's just an extra tool to sort of help them understand why they've got to do it and to help them prepare for it. Some tips and tricks, and and they get a workbook along with that. So, so that's something that um, we've created because because again of that that gap um, and yeah. and that value added. Um, to help to help those clients doing that, and so we've actually um, set that up with a um, a small donation back to the Australian Road Safety Foundation for the sale of each of those those courses as well. Yeah, good yeah. move, good yeah. move, good yeah. move. What you've done, Jen, is what so many business owners think about and want about and talk mm. about doing is I want to do online courses, I want to do webinars, I want to do clinical supervision, I can just toss that in, you know. I want to do this, I want to do that, but 
I don't know, and I'd love to know what percentage of business owners actually make it happen. Mm. You're in that top little gold medal cohort. Yeah, oh, but I, yeah, I guess where we're at now with moving it forward is, um, you know, one of the sayings I love is, "If you build it, they will come." <laughs> so we've built it, and um, and you know, and and that was kind of a, a two-year um, in progress, you know, from yeah. from you know idea to being live on the website. It took me that long to again percolate over it and fit it in with you know, to make the time to be able to do yeah. it. And to have the courage to do it. Um, and so the spreadsheet. Doing those recordings is, is quite, you know, it's quite nerve-wracking filming yeah. yourself. Um, so I had to kind of just, you know, just 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 do it. <laughs> um, and to put that out there, it's, yeah, I feel like I have been very brave and but I just, I know I could come back to this is going to help people. This is going to yep. help people. Um, so, yeah, moving forward, the next six to twelve months is is just really help you know nurturing those and 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 working on the marketing aspect mm. to to let you know to let people know that it's there. So mm. um, that's what I hope to kind of nurture over the next six to twelve months and and you know make it um, work to make achieve those goals from the business point of view that that helps with revenue and profit yep. and sustainability and. Personal brand, brand business yeah. brand, yeah, program yeah. brand, all of those yeah. brands. Yeah, yeah. You're proud of what you've done. Yeah, I am. I am proud. Yeah. Yeah. Any other um, messages you'd like to leave in the ears of allied health business owners who are listening? Um, I, I, yeah, I was trying to think about what I'd say with my last bit of the the talking stick, as you as you say, <laughs> in your podcast, and I didn't really land on anything. But um, I think just you know, if you just you, you don't know what you don't know, so so get so reach out and get support mm. to to find out what you don't know and and delegate. You have to delegate. Um, you know, some of the business owner friends that I have that don't. Uh, you know, acquaintances that that don't have those, you know, bookkeeper or a practice manager. Think, well, that's it's a long you know, week. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of mm. lot of time. You're not being able to actually spend on your billable work or building your business work. Um, knowing your value and your worth. Mm. I don't work for free, Kathy. Good. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, to to try and sort of have those have those um balance in those habits with their rest is really important and and the care and the you know the the nurturing with teams really important. We planned all our Christmas activities last week. So <laughs> <laughs> we've got that all organized. Um and and remember come back to the why. Yeah. Come back to the why. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well done you. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story so far. Thanks, Kathy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the show notes and other resources, our webinar replays, they're all available over on naker.com.au. And if you're loving what you're listening to, please subscribe. We don't want you to miss out on a single thing. And if you want others to get the same benefit that you've had from listening into these episodes, please share this episode and any of the others 
forward to any of your other allied health business colleagues. And we are totally here for you. Don't forget for a moment that you can jump on in and book that power call and uh, we can see how we can help you get the best of business done. Looking forward to seeing you there.